Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. Where Chris Dittmar, Albie Kidd and Val Migliaccio discuss the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. The Triple M Real Football Show. And once again, our special guest, Cotter from Adelaide United. Good morning. You must be very excited. The, we say we discuss all the big issues. There's only one big story at the moment, isn't there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy and I can't explain um, this morning because we received the great news. And yeah. yes, Adelaide is hosting the, the World Cup. It will be one of the, the cities. So um, I think it's look great opportunity, not just for Adelaide. But All inspire right. the new generation. Fantastic. Val, we've got a couple of people who have been very instrumental in this decision. They're going to join us on the Real Football Show today. Yeah, absolutely. The Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall, played yep. a big part in uh, securing the hosting rights. And Greg Griffin, who is a uh, former member of the World Cup Steering Committee for Women, and he'll talk to us as the chairman now of Adelaide City mm-hmm. and what this World Cup will actually do to the local clubs as well in terms of infrastructure and stuff like that. But... So excited, massive. I got, I got the tweet at 6.30 this morning. I was jumping up in the air and it was uh, one of my best football moments even though we haven't played a game yet. Kote, <laughs> um, um, you say you're excited. You've actually played in a World Cup, haven't you? Tell us about that experience. Oh, big, huge. It's a world stage uh, game for me um, to be there. It's, it's, it's something that uh, is really hard to explain. But it makes me very emotional because you see the work of work 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 class players and to Adelaide, uh, for Adelaide to have that opportunity and to put Adelaide out there for for the world to know Adelaide and what Adelaide is doing has a um, city has a federation with Adelaide United. It's massive. It's gonna change the game. It's so huge that I don't think we realize that yet. My first World Cup. I went to work at was Canada 2015 and it put like, have you heard of a city called Moncton, Albie? Which one? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so it's a small little town on the East Coast, Far East Coast of Canada, Edmund. It was just amazing how the Canadians got into this football tournament and I was also lucky to, to, to get to the final as well, watch the Matildas. I went to the French tournament where there's foot, it's, their football mad country, mm. completely different sort of vibe mm-hmm. and it's yes. a dynamic. It was just, and I wonder what's going to happen here, That what the dynamic will be. Look, I think Valve is going to be great because we have people from different from different countries. So they are going to make this happen like that because they are also passionate about football. And the people who are not, they are going to fall in love with that. So... Look, I have, I'm already thinking and just imagining that moment. Well, such an incredible multicultural and sporting experience here in Australia and here in Adelaide. The three-time world champions take on the European champions. Who will be crowned the best team in the world today? Penalty. It's Rapino against Van Feenendaal. It's 1-0. The USA won, the Netherlands nil. Helped on by Mewis to Lavelle, the game's opening up. Rose Lavelle, lovely run, great goal! Brilliant goal! 
United States with a fantastic goal. Val, what an enormous day for South Australian football, women's football in particular. Yeah, huge. Um, I wanted to put my Matilda shirt on. I haven't got one and run around my <laughs> suburb this morning. This is fantastic news. The Women's World Cup is coming to Adelaide. And uh, congratulations, Stephen Marshall. It's, it's such an achievement. Oh, thanks, Val. Look, I think there are so many people that were all working together to make sure that this dream could come true. And the news very early this morning was absolutely fantastic for Adelaide, for South Australia, for women's sport, for football. It's going to inspire another generation, another generation of people to get into the great world sport. Premier, people often say that the FIFA World Cup is bigger than the Olympics. What do you know at this early stage about the Women's World Cup in terms of visitors and you know number of nations and all sorts of people that are going to come here and the benefit it means to Australia and South Australia? Well, look, this is unequivocally the biggest uh, sporting event on Australian soil since the Olympic Games was held uh, in Sydney. Uh, it's going to bring tens and tens of thousands of people uh, into our country. It's going to live a fantastic uh, physical legacy uh, in terms of sporting infrastructure in South Australia. But I think it's also going to have a massive, massive economic boom because we're not just talking about the games that are held uh, as part of the World Cup, but it's the lead up. It's the teams that come out, they train. Yep. And of course, with the new Jeps Cross facility here in South Australia that's being built at the moment, which will be ready in time, this will be the latest facility anywhere in the world. Wouldn't it be great to be hosting one of the elite teams in the world here in South Australia in the lead-up to the FIFA 2023 Women's World Cup? It's just going to be enormous from an economic perspective. Visitors, but also those teams that are coming out and training, and some of those teams actually have fans coming out to watch them train. Yeah, yeah. brilliant stuff. Better for our economy. Now, Premier, part of our panel here is one of the worldwide superstars from Chile. <laughs> she plays for Adelaide United, Jose Maria Rocas and Cote. Uh, Maria Jose Rocas, I got it around the wrong way. <laughs> right, I'm excited. Cote, Cote what, <laughs> would you like, what would you like to say to the Premier? Yeah. Um, for all your work. And, and, and so I'm very, I'm super happy um, that we're hosting, you know, the World Cup. I've been in um, in one before in 2019, obviously in France, and I know how amazing it is to just you know get to see the best players in the world. And I'm excited for the future generation for to inspire, to inspire, and for people to fall in love with this game. And I'm just so proud of South Australia that they, you guys, are stepping up and, and putting not just the effort but the work. So I just don't have no words. I'm very very happy. <laughs> Stephen, it, just... is, it is the world. It is the world game, and that's just yeah. a beautiful story. And thank you, uh, Maria Jose. It's just uh, it is the world uh, sport. Uh, we're now seeing Dylan uh, leave from Adelaide to go and play in Sweden. Yeah, and look, just, exactly. there are opportunities for the next generation, which are just incredible. And that's what we want—not just to, to 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 inspire, but to to give that you know uh, opportunities to players um, to go overseas and it's, again it's the world game and and to make that happen here and imagine how many cultures we are gonna see and they are gonna yes. come and, and and all together to watch you know that World Cup. Stephen Alby kid, uh, I'm interested in asking you a very valid question, Stephen. Looking at the yep. games that's coming here to Adelaide, um, FIFA obviously have a big saying who where the games are played etc is that would you be involved with that or would that be a federal government as well look i'm not sure about the federal government's involvement in the the, the draw i mean that will be the, the the role of fifa obviously what we need to do is to make sure that we can present all of the facilities that we've got they'll make the decisions now they've already announced two 
they've said that the opening game uh, of the uh, Women's World Cup will be held in New Zealand. The yep. closing yeah. will be at uh, Stadium Australia uh, in Sydney. But there's lots and lots of um, games. And as I said, there's also the great training opportunities be economically huge for our state as well. Stephen, uh, the legacy for women in, in football in South Australia, what will this World Cup do for, for women's football in particular? I think there's two things that are legacy, and this was really part of the bid that we put in. And I, I really want to acknowledge the great work uh, of the FFSA. And I, I also want to just really um, acknowledge the great work that Sam Ciccarello did. Uh, I spoke to James Johnson last night. He said that uh, Sam was absolutely instrumental in selling the legacy aspects of the South Australian bid. Obviously, a major, major upgrade to Highmarsh Stadium, uh, a major new facility out at Jepps Cross. But the real legacy is uh, for people here in South Australia, girls, but also boys, also boys, they will see some of the elite players in the world right here in our state, right here in our country. And that's going to inspire people to get up, put their, put their devices down when they're on their screens uh, during the day and get out and train harder because <laughs> this is what inspires uh, young on. people, and on. even people like me. I'm going to get very fired up when this happens in South Australia. Of course, we will wrap around this. This will be the biggest thing that has happened for a very, very long time uh, here in South Australia, and it will transform our city and it will transform our state. Stephen, I guess high, high on the agenda would be to secure a Matildas game in Adelaide. That would be fantastic. Well, it was great to have the Matildas here as part of this negotiation. In fact, that was the first time they'd been in South Australia uh, for 11 years. But of course, we would love to have them uh, back. Um, we would love to have Sam Kerr and the team uh, here. They're always welcome. I know they really enjoyed their time uh, here in Adelaide uh, last time. Obviously, uh, we'll be pushing for that. Premier, uh, as you leave us, I just want to point out to everyone as well, because as you know, with government announcements and involvement, people get cynical. But uh, I know for a fact the Premier loves and is passionate about it. I often see you at Campbelltown Games. I've seen you at <laughs> West Torrens Bacala Games. I think Blue where Eagles. else? Blue Eagles. I've seen you. I think Metro stars. So I know well, you my are. My son played for Adelaide City, so well, don't leave go. them out. There you go. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to say, because as you know, you know, yeah. there are days when politicians cop a bad rap. I want to, yeah. I want everyone to know that uh, you're not jumping on the bandwagon. You. No, you do speak from the heart. You are a passionate soccer man, and well done for your government's involvement in this. This is huge for South Australia. Well done. Well, Dits, that's very kind, but I've got to say it was a massive, massive team effort. We had Moya Dodd and Natasha Stott Despoyer, who were on the bid team for Australia. So we had right. two representatives right. on that, and every single person in South Australia, I think, was pulling in the same direction. We needed to get the facilities right for 2023. We've committed that money. And now we are very excited about what's going to be coming our way. Good on you. Thanks for your time, Premier. Stephen Marshall, well done. Thanks, guys. Good on you. So the Premier, Stephen Marshall, they're so instrumental in uh, helping us get the game. Uh, Cotter, we know that the Matildas will more than likely play in the big stadiums. They'll be in Sydney or Melbourne and those places. Who's the team that you would love to see based here in, in Adelaide? Yeah, look, personally and... and, and and I'm sure um, for for our fans and for people, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what team are coming to Adelaide because all of them will be um, world class players. Yep. But for me, you know, United States, it's 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 really enjoyed to watch. I mean, we Chile versus United States in 2019, Germany, really strong team, Brazil, Joga Bonito, how they call it. So I think it's very exciting. I think no matter what team, everyone we we love it. We love it so. 
Tits, if you really want the crowd to be engaged, they're great teams, by the way, that you mm. mentioned. I think if we can get an England, Italy, a Greece even, I don't know how Germany, good or yeah. bad they are, yep, or yep. a Croatia, Germany. a Serbia, this, this town will be cooking. Can I say something, Bill, that you're very right, because, you know, we have a big culture of from all those countries, and I think that's amazing about this World Cup. Those cultures are going to be united, but it's... I, I have to say that, for example, when United States play against us in France, they packed the stadium. So all the countries as well, they, people will want to travel mm. here. We want to travel and, and, and make it and make it to the to, to the games. Did you look at the, the top uh, six or seven teams in the in the world? There, USA, Germany, France, Netherlands, Sweden, and England, and Australia being sitting in there at seventh position at this point in time, but. You know, if we get any one of the top seven there, fantastic. It really is. It's just going to... You, you look at Japan as well, which are down there. Yeah, um, the rankings a little bit just now, but um, that Asian situation would be fantastic as well. And like world champion China. Imagine China coming here. Yeah. Amazing, all the same. I'd like yeah. to... You know, let's hope they get massive crowds, because they should. It's a big event, world I event, will. global no about that. situation. So, yeah, sounds good. Another very important man here in South Australia involved in this World Cup bid to bring games to South Australia is Greg Griffin. He joins us on The Real Football Show. Greg, congratulations. It's a very, very special day, isn't it? Look, it's a great day. It's a great day for, for the sport, and it's a great day particularly for women's sport in South Australia and even Australia. That's how, that's how big this is. Yep. Greg, did you ever have an inkling that maybe it wasn't going to happen? Because I remember two years ago uh, the state government didn't seem to be all that interested in, in submitting a bid. They did in the end, and the first one had $3 million upgrade attached to it at Hindmarsh Stadium. The second one, $45 million. Which no, no, one, there, was one in the middle, there was one in the middle of 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then James Johnson came to town miraculously without any public notification. It went to 45 or something. <laughs> right. So is that the one that got us over the line? I think that I think that's the one that I think Chase Johnson plays a much better game of poker than Stephen Marshall. <laughs> but it is great news, and obviously, oh, it's you, great news! It's just sensational. You had the so insight, please. and now I mean, as the chairman now of Adelaide City, I think <clears throat> training grounds are going to be looked at. Infrastructure. We 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 uh, spoke to Stephen Marshall. He told us that Jeps Cross is probably going to be used as a training venue. Now, yeah, I think on, it's good enough. Yeah, I think I think that'll qualify. <laughs> yeah. How about? Other clubs getting involved as well. And, and we've seen it with the Olympic Games, and I think three or four venues were used uh, for training venues. And then Adelaide City, have they got a chance to get involved, you know, with the Oakton venue and stuff like that? Look, Adelaide City is historically, by the length of the straight, the best women's football team in the state. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, Adelaide City has... You know, amongst, you know, it is without doubt the club that's committed the most funds to the women's game, and the, and we've just brought in an English coach for for the for the women's team, and you've got Paul Pezos, the senior coach, who used to coach the women. So, yeah. I mean, we've got the we've got the the know-how and the cattle um, in terms of the kids coming through. I mean, we've got two under seventeens. Uh, in girls now. I mean, wow. So, look, you know, we intend to throw our hat in the ring absolutely on this. Uh, and, and I think it's a great opportunity for the government to actually invest in female sport. And that means, you know, some pitches, some pitches which are designed purely for the women. 
and the girls. Can you explain that to me? How do you say that, that they're designed specifically for women? Well, I mean, they're change rooms that are designed for women. They're change rooms that are not just used by the males on Tuesdays and the women on Wednesdays. And, I mean, yeah. obviously, the pitch is the same, but the facilities are very different at a certain level. And, we're, you know, if we're serious, we've got to start giving them first-class facilities. Yeah, spot on. And dedicating that, dedicating the money and then the concentration from the clubs themselves to actually grow these teams and make them uh, important parts of the club. When we had Adelaide United, I frequently said the best thing we did was to bring the girls back because it really brought in a whole new pile of people who had interest. So, um, and I think the girls made the finals for the first time this year, which is full credit to them. I'm delighted for them. Um, so, look, I think things are, are really looking up in, uh, in the female game. In huge spectacle, global event. Uh, how important is it to, to try to get a the Matildas here in one of the games and the other question I'd like to ask you is how important is it to have a team like uh, America or Holland uh, or Germany for that matter um, Italy Italy's uh, way, down the, way down the pegging list but, uh, so Mate. how important is that Greg to, to well, it, it is are... very important you want the Americans you want the French you want the Italians yeah. the Americans are the best um but the Europeans are catching up at a, a very, very fast rate. Look, the problem that Adelaide's got is if you've got, an, if you've got a USA-V-France game, yeah. um, 20, it's not 22,000. It's got no chance of 22,000. Uh, even with, this, with the additional um, scaffolding, it'll be about 17 or 18. So there's no way they're going to give us that game. Yeah. But we are going to get some games and good games. I mean... When I went to the game here when the Matildas played Chile, yeah. and, and I've never seen one player dominate a sporting event like Sam Kerr did that night. I was actually in awe of what a player that Super she star, was. Superstar, yeah. I mean, it was the best individual performance that I've seen from a single player in a, a team event from both sides. And so if, if we can... I mean, will we get a Matildas game? I think we'll get lead-up games, but I don't think we'll get World Cup games. Yeah. Greg, um, so you were mentioning um, it's really important, obviously, as a player as well, to have good facilities and to play, you know, in good good fields in stadiums. I know you were part of Adelaide United, and what's, mm. what's the thing here when, um, you know, um, it's a it's about money, then sometimes women can't use um, the stadiums or uh, mm. not as much as the men's do? Look, the point you make is excellent, and that's going to require... The state government actually has to stop charging um, for the girls to use uh, high Stadium to be... If you really want to grow the game, the state the government that takes the money will mm. tell them to, t to take 5000 not 65000 Yeah. I mean, this is, it's a simple solution, and um, I, I know that uh, the entertainment centre will yell and scream, but bad luck. Just tell them, <laughs> give it to them. But you say, though, yell and scream. You're right to point out, though, it's a government organisation. It's us. It's all of us. So if we want to invest in the game, we can. Yeah. We can. Yeah. I mean, 100% correct, Chris. I mean, the, the, the days of um, soccer or football, whichever you want to call it, just being used a cash cow for the stadiums is over. I mean, when we're, we're now we're a sport that deserves much better than that. And, and I think the point's just made that... The girls need to play 
in the best stadium available. Mm. Yes, and, that, and, and look, I'm agree with what you said. I, I think it's, it's also, we saw it last time when we played at Cooper's uh, mm. two weeks ago. And look how many people were there. Um, it, and I, it, think, it was, and I was, think people, yeah. we showing that South Australia, can, we, they can support women's game. And I think, you, of course, we have to make the effort, I think, to, to, to put it out there, to do the right marketing. And, and look, it's a lot of work, obviously, a lot of money involved. But I think we're showing that. And that's why I think we're hosting. We're taking that step. And I think Adelaide United is also, you know, making that work happen. And, and hopefully, you know, in the future, everyone can play in that big stadium. Look, I, I'm in furious agreement with you. <laughs> this is one of the rare moments on this show when people aren't arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Greg. <laughs> you usually start them, Greg, to be fair. Yeah, that's right, and you finish them. <laughs> hey, Greg, a very proud day for you and for all South Australians, everyone involved in that bid. Well done, and yeah, uh, you've great. got everyone on board. Good yeah, on you, well mate. Well done, mate. Well done. No, we're all very happy. Good very, on you. Very good day. Well done. Everybody. Greg Bye. Griffin here, one of the important people that was involved in the steering committee. The strike is wide. Penalty Reds. He took his time, Sean Evans. But he... Good one. Too good for Redmayne. And they're too good for Sydney at the Oh, if you hear the words of that song, it says, how long, how long has this been going and how long will they keep going on Adelaide United? This is unbelievable. And their coach, Carl Veer, joins us. Carl, fantastic on what you've achieved so far. You're looking for your seventh win in a row this weekend against Central Coast. Uh, just uh, how, how have you turned things around? Um, yeah, look, I suppose it's just being persistent and keep working hard. Um, we're very confident in the playing style that we have and you know, players are getting... Uh, more, more and more confident with it, and, and understand their roles and responsibilities a lot better than what we were at the start of the season. Carl, if you were a betting man, would you have put your money on round thirteen, one v two Central Coast v Adelaide United? Um, no, I don't think anyone would. Have, <laughs> but it's an amazing uh, you know, feat, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I think that just shows um, how even the A League is this season. That um, there's all the teams there, um, I suppose, other than Melbourne Victory, are um, capable of um, winning against anyone. Carl, definitely a slow start, and your squad was looking quite short. And you know, you've turned it right around there. But uh, but really, you know, I'm looking at the team there. You've got good shape. You've got great discipline right across the lines. I tell you what, you and Roscoe's done a, a great job there, mate. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's there's no. Um, about it that, um, you know, since Craig Goodwin and, and once Harvey Lopez started playing um, regularly, um, that we got that little bit of experience that we were just missing and, and the confidence grew and, and the football we were playing was much better. And it's just disappointing that we've lost Harvey now for, you know, for a, a long time. But, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough that we've brought one day in and he will provide that, you know, same experience for us in the middle of the park. Just against Sydney, you brought Josh Cavallo back at left back um, when obviously Lopez le- left the pitch. Is that something that you're going to do tonight? Um, yeah, yeah. Josh will, will slide in there. Um, you know, Brian uh, Kiddo was you know just a couple of days away from being fully fit, so he'll be available for our next game. Um, and I suppose at, at this stage, he's the other op- 
option that we have to go and play at left back. But, um, you know, Josh Cavallo, since he's come to the club, has been outstanding, you know, um, and the kid is an intelligent kid and understands the, the position there. So, um, yeah, it's just a straight um, drop-in for him. There's also a hot rumour, Carl, on Twitter about Adelaide's made an offer for a time midfielder, Titipan Puangchan. And it, this was reported in Thailand. Is that correct? Not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently he's no, attracted no, we... interest from Japanese side Uruwa Red Diamonds. What, what would like you to do, Carlos? Spell his name. <laughs> no, don't do that. But so that so that that rumor is untrue. Untrue, untrue. I haven't. Um, as I said, our squad now is pretty much done, and um, we're not looking at um, bringing anyone else in. We're we're very happy with where, where our squad is, and we I haven't looked at any other players um, since we signed Wanda. Kelly, you've got a massive game tonight, and uh, obviously, if you you win that game, you're going to go top of the league. Um, are you confident? Yeah, very confident. As I said, um, the, the football that we've we've been playing the last you know five six weeks has been excellent, and you know I back the playing group. The, if they um, work, put the same effort in that they have done in the last five weeks, I'm very confident that we can um, beat anyone. They are a decent side, there, Carl. Uh, you know, we've, we've yeah. watched them across the weeks here, and. Uh, they're staying in there, but uh, who would who would you, who would you earmark to to be picked up tonight? Tight. Look, yeah, as you said, they're a very good side. They went on a good, very good run in the last um, three or four games. They've struggled a little bit, so um, it's important for us that we put them under pressure and and try to make it difficult for them. And you know, I suppose you know the key player for them is um, Bazanic. He's the one that yeah. sort of controls the game for them. And if we can limit his ability to get on the ball and, and have an influence in the game, then you know that will go a long way for us to getting the three points. Just last weekend, Carl, I thought I saw another side of uh, Cassini Yengi. Uh, he, he was just unbelievable. Um, he did so much work, intimidating. He, you know, the two most experienced centre-backs in the league, I thought, lost that battle. Can you keep getting that much out of the big guy? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he... He's had a you know a disrupted last couple of years where he hasn't been able to play a lot of football, and this year is, I suppose it's been uh, a year where he's been able to consistently train and consistently play. At um, the start of the season, he struggled a little bit with um, with what we wanted him to do, and he had a a bit of a break and worked on those things. And that, you know, since he's come back into the side, he's been excellent. Um, you know, we couldn't have asked any more from Cassini, and he's still learning the game and still developing. And as long as he keeps putting that effort in. You know, he'll go a long way. Carl, just before you leave us, you know, I, I often see you out on the golf course down at Grange. Now, I want to mention some names to you. There's Tony Vidmar, Paul Schillerbeer, Joe Mullen, Fred Lindsay used to be the president of Adelaide City. Um, whose money is the sweetest? Who do you, whose money do you like taking out of that list of names? <laughs> um, actually, I'd, I'd have to say Paul Schillerbeer. I'd like I don't know how many times I would have to chase his um, terrible passes to me and make him look good. uh, (laughs) Fantastic. Good on you, mate. Hey, uh, good luck in this one. If you can make it seven wins in a row, it would be an incredible feat, mate. So you're on fire. Keep it going and good luck for the rest of the year. Thanks, boys. Good on you. There he is, Carl Veer, the coach of Adelaide United. Disappointed that they haven't managed to find a breakthrough, particularly when they had that terrific spell around the half-hour mark. Pedats! What a goal! What a goal from Dor Pedats! 
It's only his second goal for Israel, and both of them have come against Scotland. What happened to your mob, uh, Alan? Oh, Scotland, hey? Well, they come back there. They, they drew that game. Dits, to, to be honest with you. So um, Israel, not, exactly not last not, night. Not one of the world's superpowers. <laughs> no. Well, you go you go to the uh, they played a really good side last night. They played the Faroe Islands, mm. and, <laughs> the and uh, they won four 0 So they're sitting second yeah. top of that the, uh, that league there, the table, and uh, looking okay. The next game that play away back in uh, well away forward in September will be Denmark. So that's going to be a tough game for them. All right, no EPL last week. What's happening this week in the EPL, Albert? Yeah, we mentioned uh, the last show, Chelsea versus your West, West Brom. West Brom. That's going to be a big game for West Brom there. Chelsea doing well under their new coach. Uh, another good game, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Always a classic. Uh, that's produced uh, some great games and some great goals in the, the years gone by. But uh, that'll be a big game for Arsenal. Uh, and, you know, Liverpool away from home, I think they could take the full points there. Relegation, there's a relegation battle uh, that's something really interesting speaking about Newcastle. Steve Bruce, very, very under pressure mm-hmm. at, uh, to Newcastle now. Yep. He has got a lot of uh, injuries. Uh, they're playing Spurs at home, so that's a, that's a massive game. But but the biggest game on the agenda this weekend is uh, certainly for me, Leicester at home versus Manchester City. So if Leicester beat Man City, that'll bring Man City back to the pack, mm-hmm. probably. Yep. But if Man City wins that game, well, I think it's uh, game over. Albie, Newcastle United, massive club they are. in the northeast. Sunderland, what's going on up there? Well, it's been their League One. Well, it's been like that for a lot of years, and then you know, looking at the uh, the history of the of both the clubs, you know, they've, they've really got they've changed their managers a lot. Um, they've not got it right. Um, you know, when I think it, I think it was Doug Leach that was there, and you know, he done okay, but but really the coaches that have coached Sunderland, and we've mentioned you know David Moyes being on the program and whatnot, he was involved with that. Uh, it is. It seems like they just cannot get it right, Val. But it just, both clubs. It also seems that it doesn't matter where these teams are playing; they're still going to fill the stadiums up, which is quite incredible. The fans are still sticking by these clubs, and and for me, they're two of the biggest clubs maybe in in England, and yep. they should be higher up the EPL table. And and you've got like a basket case like Sunderland. Well, they're fanatics, aren't they? You know, the Geordies, are, uh, you've got to give them their due. They're very, very passionate about their clubs. And, you know, I know a lot of Geordies. And, uh, you know, when when the debate comes about Sunderland and, and Newcastle, look out because there is a lot of verbals against each club and that. You know, some great players of like Gascoigne and, you know, Kevin Keegan was involved in Newcastle as well. But, but really, um, they've never really hit their straps to be a consistent or consistent clubs, right? You know, over a two, three, five-year period. You mm, know, mm, mm. just touching on uh, on viewing a little bit. Albi, Ditz, Cote, Germany lost to yes, it did North too. Macedonia this morning. What two one in a World Cup qualifier? What? Goran Pandev, thirty-seven years old, been playing in Serie A for maybe two decades almost. <laughs> Scoring the first goal, then another Serie A player from Napoli, Elmer scored the second. But this is going to send shockwaves right throughout the German camp. Ooh. And I can't believe their boss has been there since 2006. Mm. And maybe, I mean, he's done some great things. The Euro, he has. the World Cup. Yep. Is it time to move him on? But I mean, it's a massive, for the massive change. result from North Macedonia. Yeah. I'll tell you, just the team that's caught my eye that's, um, is uh, Turkey. 
Turkey's um, really going well. They're scoring a lot of goals. Look very solid. Um, yeah, but he is he is biased. You know the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right. Albie's actually got a holiday home in Turkey, so it's kind of his second. <laughs> it's his second kidding. home. Are you are kidding yeah. me? Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> when am I going to get invited? If you ever want, if you ever can't find him, just ring ring international dial. He's laying on a beach. Home in Turkey. He's laying well, on a beach in Turkey. It's actually a garden shed. Uh, I've got to yeah. collect. I've got to collect cans. Qualifying things first. Yeah, right. All right. Let's move on to finish off with today. What are the hot topics, Val? Well, there's plenty of hot topics, and uh, obviously. One of them was, is with Cote, Adelaide United, their best season on points yes. in history. Mm-hmm. Yes. You missed out on goals and getting to the finals. Congratulations, by the way, to Sydney FC. Yes. We had Auntie Urich on our yep. show a yep. few weeks yep. ago. They're, they're the premier. But, um, yeah, look, unfortunately, um, and saying about that, about Sydney, yes, but uh, we, we were able to beat them when they were here. We mm. won to zeroes and... It makes, yes, it, it breaks my heart and all my teammates at the moment very disappointed because you think about it and we did have a great season in one of the best. We just missed in goals difference. So it's hard, but you know what? It's football too. And, 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 and I've, been playing, I've been playing now for years and, and look, what, what it makes me happy is I see a bright future with Adelaide United. I see... The uh, youngest players develop, developing, and, and, and I see the work that they putting out there. So um, this is just a study, I think, the starting of something really amazing. And one of those incorrect offside calls has cost you a four, top four. Because I remember you scored, and one, I reckon one of your goals, yeah. you were onside, and it got ruled offside. Yeah, That yeah. was the difference exactly. between last, fourth and Last fifth. game, mm-hmm. we scored. But even then, you know, for people who don't understand, it's a goal difference. I mean, no matter how many goals you scored, if you're still considering mm. goals yep. against you, yep. it's mine. If you score three and they score four, it's mine and one. Correct. Guys, we had a, 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 Cotty and I had a chat uh, off here, and, um, you know, some valid points come out of that discussion. You, know, you look at the, the ladies' team there, it's a, a great learning curve to get, to get beat by goal differences, heartbreaking. Let's be honest about it, but it is, it's a it great is. learning curve. But and, and really, what we spoke about was, you know, the learning curve for the, the girls. And there's some some young girls in that in, in your team there. Um, the discipline that needs to be applied. You mentioned getting beat uh, four four nil or four one. Uh, had you been disciplined and, and made it a tight game, and you lost two one, you would have qualified. And I think that's what you've got to take out of the is it being a, a, a learning curve. You've got to be focused here, and and that's what I've seen coming across from the professional ranks into this this country. You know, there is a, a lack of professionalism when you need the professionalism, and I think that's what's happened and with the girls there. Yeah, but, and look again, Adelaide United, they they have done really well, and again, it's our it's one of our best season. We have breaking so many records, winning against Sydney, uh, a stadium more than 5,000 people. That shows the work that we they put in. Um, there's more professionalism. And, and again, I see that and encourage that. This this is encouraging me to just, you know, uh, to keep working, to keep working and to keep inspiring the new generation, especially now what made my morning is mm. we're hosting, you know, the World Cup. So, um, all the staff, you know, Adelaide United, uh, my coaches, all the staff involved, Ivan, Adrian, excellent work. And, and, and yes, for more than Hertz, it ha- we, we have to move on. And, and it's painful. But thank you for all people who, who uh, support us and came out to the stadium 
uh, all of you guys, and, and, and we have, yeah, no words. <laughs> the other thing that annoys me, uh, Tits, Albi, and Corte, is the, the game, in my opinion, as far as media coverage is concerned, is turning into cult status. We're, we're preaching... We're not pre. We're preaching to the converted. I mean, last weekend, for example, there was prelim FFA Cup matches played here in SA. Did you know that, Dits? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, well, so you got your finger on the pulse because yeah, yeah. obviously one of your boys. Yep. Is that no longer Stephen? Yep. And and what do we need to do to make this game and give it to the broader audience? Because it's not getting out there if you're not on social media. Yep. Uh, you can't read it in the newspaper anymore. I think I think we got to be on top. How are we going to how are we going to get the message out to the masses? And this is right around Australia. And look, we have we had a we had I had a meeting overseas where um when you especially if you host in a tournament or when there's something to help the women's to grow the women's game, everyone needs to be on board. Mm. It's starting from players, coaches, club, media is the most important. If everyone is on board, we put out there the game. But if Adelaide United is doing an amazing work out there, okay, all the staff members, and then we we were winning, but we were not even on 10 seconds news. We we broke the record of bringing so many people to the stadium. It was everywhere. Even FIFA World Cup and Twitter posted yeah, tweet did. about that but mm. it was not on yeah, the news at got, all well, it wasn't on my channel for five seconds mm. is it hard to say five seconds ten is ten seconds to grow and to help the women's you know like it's not hard for me and everyone has to be on the same page that's made a very good point earlier on and um i wasn't really want to raise it but it's a negative but you know you look at the what we announced today about the ladies world cup mm. you know that should be front front page news, Val. Uh, in my opinion, it should be on all the television programs uh, it tonight. Be, it should be, and let's see if it is. But going back, going going back to the the local league for the the South Australians, you know, I'm not even sure, and I'll, I'll stand corrected. But I'm not, I usually look at an app where you get all the scores, and I can't find that app. It's whether whether it's been updated or whatever. But there was yeah. a lot of uh, cup games on at the weekend, and I mean a lot of cup games. Because all the divisions are involved in that uh, that cup competition. Yeah, it's it's not good enough. And this is not only SA. This is right around Australia. The sport, in my opinion, is becoming a cult sport, where it's much much bigger than a cult sport. And if we don't unite, we're not going to get exactly. that message out. We have to work together. And again, yep. we need that. Okay, we need that. And I think hopefully it happens after this news today. All right. Let's hope so. It's been a positive day here in Australia as far as football's concerned. It's been The Real Football Show. We'll do it all again next week. Enjoy your football wherever you're watching over the weekend. Triple M's The Real Football Show catch-up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.